you or someone you love have scoliosis? Are you wondering what's next? What is life going to be like from now on? Or is this even a big deal? Hi, my name is Dave Butler, and welcome to the Scoliosis Experience. We are here to talk with real people, both patients, parents, and providers, to bring hope and clarity to the road ahead. Thanks for joining us, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode. On today's episode, we talk to Megan, who is the founder and creator of Scolios Us, along with being a prosthetist and orthotist. This is actually a really cool episode, in my opinion, because for a long time, I've looked for ways to support the kids that I see who are braced. And bracing is not an easy part of scoliosis treatment by any means, and can be very challenging just mentally and emotionally. And Megan has developed a, a website and a program that helps kids who are braced connect with a mentor. And these mentees and mentors can, can then contact each other and, and provide support where it's needed and in the method that they choose. And it's really, really a cool, cool thing. Now in our day and age where we can use technology and the internet to connect people this is this is perfect people don't even have to be in the same city or even in the same nation to connect with each other and and support each other as they go through bracing and other aspects of scoliosis treatment she shares how she became interested in scoliosis what training she's had and what uh, she has done to make the scoliosis us website really of worth and really useful for all of us. I was just browsing on her her website and I would suggest everyone goes to her website to learn more about scoliosis. On her website she has so many resources, just an amazing number of resources that you can find support groups, you can find information about scoliosis. If you're a practitioner who is treating scoliosis, you can also find resources there to help you to, to treat scoliosis. Just an amazing, amazing library of, of resources. She's done a great job on that website. So here's Megan talking about scoliosis. And again, I, I encourage everyone listening to this podcast uh, to go and, and get more information from her website. Here's Megan. Okay, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Megan, who's with scoliosis. She's here with me to talk about some cool things that she's doing with bracing and with support for kids that are braced. So welcome, Megan. I'm glad you're here. I came to know about Megan by one of our other podcast episodes. Lauren with Higgy Bears told me about her and kind of connected us on, on email. And, and I asked her if she wanted to do a podcast episode with me. So she was gracious enough to meet early morning on Zoom, and uh, I think it's going to be a great episode. So welcome, Megan. Yeah, thank you, David. I'm really glad to be here, and and I also owe a thank you to Lauren for kind of making this connection and making this happen. It's really exciting, and, and also thank you for offering this support to the scoliosis community. I think it's a really great re- resource for them as well. But I'm Megan Glenn. I'm a certified orthotist, prosthetist, I currently practice out of Dallas, Texas, and I started Scolios Us about five years ago now when I was a student at Baylor College of Medicine in their orthotics and prosthetics program. While you were a student, you started this. I did. I did. It was 
about six months into school, scoliosis was actually the first topic that we covered in school and I was immediately drawn in. So I was a gymnast growing up and when I turned 16, I actually started coaching. So I coached for about six years and girls from ages five all the way up until about 18. So really this population that we see a lot of idiopathic scoliosis patients. And that's what, what drew me in. We covered bracing in school and we casually touched on compliance and talked about how these kids have to wear their braces for 23 hours a day. And then we moved on to the next slide. And that was something that really stuck with me and got the wheels spinning in my head because growing up, is tough enough on its own. And then you wrap these girls in a giant piece of plastic and this is a whole new ball game. So I wanted to see how I could make an impact on this community and also bridge the gap between the healthcare providers and their patients themselves as well. Wow, yeah, you worked with girls the age of that we see with scoliosis, you know, in gymnastics. And when you heard that they were in a brace for 20 to 23 hours a day, you were probably like, holy cow, that's gonna be horrible you know that's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge so kind of got the juices flowing it sounded like as far as uh, figuring out how to support them in that yeah absolutely and being a coach for that long it was cool to see the kids you know kind of deal with the normal things that come with growing up they all have different pressures that they feel and they all have different personalities so it became a lot of personality management and then thinking about these kids having to deal with this whole external factor that is kind of thrown onto them with it being scoliosis. A lot of times these kids are, are completely healthy. Everything is going normal beforehand. And then all of a sudden they get this diagnosis thrown at them. And so it's this whole whirlwind where they're thrown into all kinds of different treatment, whether it be bracing or physical therapy. And so they have to learn how to deal with that on top of the normal pressures that come with growing up in this day and age. So yeah, that definitely got got the wheels turning and honestly I haven't looked back since. Yeah well that's that's awesome. So that was how long ago that you started scoliosis? About five years now. So it was back in 2016. So five years you've been doing this and if we backtrack just a little bit when you were coaching gymnastics did you like pick up on any scoliosis? Did you have any of your your athletes that had scoliosis? So not at the present time, but one of the girls that I actually coached when I was 17, I ended up graduating high school and moving to a different city to begin college, but she ended up getting diagnosed with scoliosis a couple of years later, and then ended up getting braced and actually ended up getting a spinal fusion. Oh, wow. It was one of those looking back, I was like, holy cow, <laughs> kind of the world's combining. Right. That's interesting. And now in, in my normal practice, I see a ton of gymnasts who come through who have scoliosis. So right. it's a nice blending of the worlds. And I feel like I'm able to relate with them a little bit better just because, yeah, it's, it's fun. We have that same shared experience. Yeah. You, you see gymnasts, probably a lot of dancers. I find myself spending a lot of time with teenage dancers and gymnasts. And so tell us about scoliosis. Like what, uh, what is it? How can that be helpful for other people? Uh, just kind of give us a rundown of that. Yeah, so Scolios Us is a web-based platform intended to empower scoliosis patients with the tools and resources that they need to be successful along their scoliosis journey. So back when I started this, back in 2015, 2016, the focus was really on bracing, 
But since then, we've expanded to not only straw therapy, but also looking at different surgery options. So really being that comprehensive scoliosis resource. So my goal is not only to help patients themselves, but also to help healthcare providers. Because I think a lot of times it can be tough to start these conversations about the emotional side of bracing and scoliosis itself. So I wanted to create this one website that has all of these different resources that then providers can send their patients to and know that they're gonna find whatever they need, regardless of what they're looking for. So on the website, we have different blog posts. We have a ton of resources like Curvy Girls. We have books about scoliosis on there. So if you have a patient who maybe isn't necessarily ready to go to a support group, but maybe just wants to read stories about other bracers or other patients who have had surgery, they're able to do that. And then they might be ready to go and take that next step and go to a support group. So the whole goal is just to kind of be this first landing place where these patients can find the information that they need and then go out from there. So what, what is the website that people can go to to kind of check that out? It's bracingforscoliosis.org. Okay, cool. And I'll put that in the, in the notes so people can, can find that. So it sounds like you have a lot of resources for, for anyone involved in the scoliosis experience, you know, parents, patients, providers. I mean, uh, all that, I think that's awesome. With my own patients, I feel like the psychological side and the support side is something that's severely lacking in, in scoliosis treatment. I mean, as healthcare providers, we don't, I've, I've never had scoliosis. I've never been braced. I've never been looking at surgery. And I think I'm the wrong person to really support them in that I can give them facts, but you know, that's tough. Exactly. And I can tell my patients to wear their brace for 23 hours a day until I'm blue in the face, but me not having that experience myself, it's hard to get them to truly relate to me and understand what I'm trying to get them to do because I haven't been through it myself. So having them see it from the perspective of fellow bracers or fellow scully warriors who have already gone through this can be really powerful. Yeah, that's great. And connecting them with those, that's the hardest thing for me is being able to connect people with other people that know what they're going through. So I think that's awesome. On the website, you have resources for providers. How, like say, say someone is looking at being braced and they would like some support or to get connected with someone else, what, what process do they go through? Like what, what happens with that? So one of the big resources on our website is our Scolios Us Mentor Program. So it's for bracers and for patients who are heading into surgery as well. So we have a page on our website, it's just called the Mentor Program, and you can go on there and that is the big program where we actually connect bracers and surgery patients on a one-on-one -on -one basis to one of our mentors. So we have probably about 40 or so mentors now who have either been braced or have had surgery or even both. And so when we get a new bracer in or a kiddo who's heading into surgery, we will have a conversation with them. They'll go through the whole sign-up process and then we'll look at what they're looking for. If they're looking for a mentor who's a little bit closer to their age, then we can pair them with someone who's a little bit closer in age or if they're looking for someone older, we can do that as well. And then we just let them hit it off. If they want to just text, that is perfectly fine. We have them fill out a form where they can pick their communication preference. Some of them love video chatting. 
But then from there, they just kind of run as a pair. The mentors reach out to them however often they want. So normally, most of the new bracers say about once a week at the beginning. And it's not a strict, like every Sunday night, your mentor is going to reach out to you, but just a general checking in, touching base. And a lot of these kiddos actually become good friends, which has been really cool. We've been running the program for almost a year now. And I think in total, we have about 70 girls signed up so far. Cool. That's awesome. I just jumped on your website here, just looking at what's out there. It looks like they, you know, they click and, and make an account and then they sign up and give some of the information. Uh, what information do they need to give? I know during this, this day and age, we are a little, you know, careful with our information and especially our kids. What information do they need to give for that? Yeah, absolutely. And Definitely the safety of the kids is my top priority. And that's why we have a, a few steps involved with the sign-up process. So first they'll go create this account. And what we're looking for is just their name, their contact information so that I can reach out to them. Their parents' contact information as well, because we will get parental consent before moving forward with anything. And then also just wanting to get a little, a little bit of information about them, get to know them. What are their hobbies? What do they like doing on the weekends? How long have they had their brace for? Have they been fit yet? Some of them actually sign up just after they get measured and they haven't been fit yet, which is honestly, in my opinion, the best way to do it because then they are set up from the start and that's always great. So after they fill out their little profile, I reach out to their parents, get that permission, and then we'll set up a video call. So we'll actually do a Zoom call where I just get to know them a little bit better and then make sure that they're signing up for the right reasons as well. Because like I said, I want to keep everyone safe and let them know that there's a face behind the emails. So if they ever run into any issues or feel like their match isn't the perfect fit, please just feel free to reach out to me and then we can always move things around. Yeah. And, and as I scroll down through your website, I see like what you're explaining. That's, that's perfect. I mean, very comprehensive program. And it sounds like very safe for the, the teenagers to be a part of. So that's, that's perfect. So you said they can contact each other through any platform that they really want to use. So it's not just through your platform. Right. So a lot of times they end up just texting each other or if they have iPhones, if they want to do video calls, they'll just do FaceTime. But I leave it up to the mentors. If they want to set up the video calls on Zoom or a different platform, that's perfectly fine by me. But most of the time they just kind of take the cell phone numbers and run with it with teenagers and adolescents, that's probably the easiest way for them to communicate anyway. That's what they're used to. Uh, any other thoughts on the mentor program that you have? Any, any other information you could give people to give them more of an idea, hopefully to get them to sign up for that and help their kids get support? Yeah, we've gotten just really positive feedback. I think this has been one of the favorite programs that I've started on the website so far. And it, it's just from the feedback that we've gotten of hearing exactly what we intended the program to be is actually coming to fruition in that these parents are reaching out to us after their kids have been matched and just saying how appreciative they are and how having their kid connect with someone who knows exactly what they're going through is so helpful and also relieves the parents a lot. Because we know that a lot of times, especially with bracing, when it comes to wearing the brace as often as the kids should, a lot of that falls onto the parents. 
and the parents are constantly telling them to wear their brace, wear their brace, wear their brace. But if you get that same, that same opinion coming from someone who has actually done it themselves and knows what that feels like, and if they are able to say, yeah, you should wear your brace like your doctor wants you to wear it, and it's going to be worth it in the end. I know it's hard right now. I totally get that. When I was wearing it, it stunk too, but I'm so glad that I did now because it taught me X, Y, Z. And that can just be so helpful, not only for the kids, but for the whole families a lot of times. Getting the support that they need without it being the parent nagging them about their, their brace or, or things like that. Exactly. I, I remember I had a, a patient who's so her sister got diagnosed and this, uh, this patient of mine had had surgery. She had a spinal fusion. Her sister was telling me that this former patient of mine was on her like crazy about wearing her brace because she hadn't worn her brace. And that was one of the hardest things for me when I was treating her, her older sister. It was, you know, wear the brace and, and it was such a battle. But now she wished that she would have worn the brace more and avoided surgery. And so she was, she was the mentor for her younger sister, like wear the brace. So it wasn't her mom having to get after her about it. It's a, it's a tough balance, right? Uh, parents helping and reminding, but uh, I think it coming from a peer, it's totally different. Absolutely. You know, Any, especially at this age, parents can't say anything right anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. And so when you get it coming from a friend or someone who's a little bit older and, you know, they seem cool and friendly and they're awesome. So yeah, you want to listen more. So it can, it can be really helpful. That's cool about your patient that her sister was able to be that advocate for. Yeah. But unfortunately, most, uh, or fortunately, most families don't have two daughters with scoliosis. And so that isn't a built-in support system. So I think it's great that there's something like this. You know, we have support groups like the Curvy Girls and stuff like that. And and like here in Utah, Curvy Girls kind of hasn't really gained a ton of traction. And so it's been hard to do things consistently with that. But if it's something that, I mean, you're pulling um, these mentors from anywhere, right? Like they, they could be anywhere, not even just in the U.S., I guess. So I think that's that's great. Then we can have resources that we don't have to rely on specific groups necessarily. Do you have any examples or stories of in the mentor program that you could share that were specifically helpful or anything like that? I have this one girl, her name is Ella, and she she's one of those kids, she loves to read and she poured through the website and she actually wants to be a writer when she grows up. So she just poured through everything. Wow. We ended setting her up with two mentors actually and like you said our mentors can be from all over one of her mentors was from Australia and she was so excited about that and so she just had the greatest experience and poured through the website like I said came back and told me different things that she would like to add on there so we made those changes which is great because as much as I think it's comprehensive, I know it's never fully comprehensive. And I want that perspective from the kids who are actually using it and looking for this information. And if it's not there, I definitely want to add it. But she was very shy about wearing her brace on the outside of her clothes. And, you know, growing up, it's tough to have that brace showing. I have to explain it to people. But after she got matched with her mentors and 
she actually got one of our brace journals as well. She asked her mom if she could have a photo shoot with her brace on the outside of her clothes in their backyard. So her mom helped me and was trying to fight back tears as she was writing it, just saying how thankful that they were because she finally, she felt confident in her brace and she felt like she wasn't alone either and that she could do this and feel pretty while wearing her brace and letting everyone see it too. So that was a really cool experience. That feeling of them being alone in, in the fight against scoliosis is is a common theme that I see with my patients. I mean, even Lauren with Higgy Bears, when, when I did her podcast episode, that's a feeling that she had for many years was feeling alone. So if we can take that away, man, it's empowering to these, to these kids to, to be okay with it, you know, that it doesn't have to define them. Absolutely. And I think a big, a huge part of that actually is getting the healthcare community on board with it. Because you have these kids who, some of them are super savvy and they're gonna go straight to Instagram and find these support groups and look for the support that they need. But it's not those kids that we're really too worried about because they're gonna find it no matter what. It's the kids who leave their delivery appointment wearing their brace feeling so alone or having just gotten diagnosed and feel so alone who then don't go and do all of the research on their own And so if at that point, the healthcare community can come together and can come on board and say, hey, you know, you're not alone. I want to give you these resources. You can find whatever you need on these websites and let me know what else we can support you with. Start that conversation there so that they leave knowing that it's not just them. They're not the only person wearing a brace in the world. There are many, many people out there, many resources out there to help them. In that, you know, you talk about healthcare providers and and being better at kind of starting their journey with some some type of support with that. Where would that start, do you think? I mean, most, most kids are diagnosed in their pediatrician's office. And then if they need to be braced or usually seeing a you know, pediatric spine specialist or surgeon, where, where would be the best place in your opinion for that to start? I would love to see it start. If not at the pediatrician office, then definitely at the orthopedics office. Yeah. Starting that conversation there, because that's where these kids are really getting bombarded with information and they get those what ifs, potential treatment options, they don't really know which way they're going to end up going. And so I, I would really, I would love to see in my ideal world, those conversations start happening there. And if not there, then definitely at their orthotist office. Yeah. Well, and I think I just had a patient this week that came in and she was like, it was like being fed with a fire hose, you know, in the orth, in the orthopedic surgeon's office because her her child had progressed and they were getting braced. And, and nowadays you can only take one parent in with you, you know, so she didn't have the backup of her husband and she just felt way overwhelmed with everything. And, and I think sometimes as clinicians, we forget that this isn't normal for them. This is normal for us because we see it all day long but this is new to them. And, you know, having, having that conversation at that point, I think would be fantastic because they, they're not going to retain everything we tell them anyway. And I think on our end, it can also, it can be a little uncomfortable starting those conversations. And I think a lot of providers probably just shy away from it because it is uncomfortable to say, it's okay that you're not okay right now. Yeah but we're going to give you the help that you need. And, and so it's, it's kind of daunting to start those conversations. 
Right. So that's been one of one of the goals that I have for Scolios Us is to give clinicians the support that they need. So we have a whole bunch of different flyers that they can actually print out and have in their offices so that if you see the parents and the patients starting to get overwhelmed and really they're gonna need this support, then you just grab that right here. And that is your segue into these conversations about the emotional side of everything that they're experiencing. I was just browsing through your clinician section as you were talking. You have a lot of information on here. Holy cow, this this must have taken you a long time to, to put together. Yeah. <laughs> it's been years in the work. Yeah. It's yeah. Been year by year, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, amazing, though, because you have, uh, you know, bracing journals, you have uh, things that you can pre-order. You, you have, I mean, this is, this is awesome. Great resource. And and I've been doing scoliosis treatment now for, for six years. And uh, I wish I would have known about some of this information early on, you know? So I, I think resource-wise, you know, the, the, just the resources section of your website has uh, a lot of different, different links. It's amazing. I mean, just, just great. If I, if I had a child that was diagnosed with scoliosis and just give them this website and say, go to town, <laughs> you know, way better than just perusing Google and, and looking at treatments that are on the images of Google, you know, so anything else on the website that I haven't found? I mean, that's, I've been, you know, looking through, but anything else that's interesting, you have a brace design contest on there. Oh, we do. Yes. Every June, we do a brace design contest for scoliosis awareness month. And we give away prizes at the end of it. So it's been really fun. I think last year we had over 50 submissions. So be on the lookout for that. This will be our fourth annual one coming up this upcoming June. So 2021, hard to believe. So that's the design for the pat the pattern, the brace. Correct. Yes. Okay. So it's just an outline of a brace on white paper. And then you get to design it with whatever you would like. You can right. use glitter, markers, paint whatever, even digital designs. We've gotten some of those too. So it's really cool. And then we'll reach out to different experts in the field of scoliosis and see if they want to be our judges for the year. And so then they'll come together and do all of their judges. And then we, we get our winners. And last year, and I think we're going to do it again this year, we have two different age divisions. So we have a younger group and then we have an older group as well. So two sets of prizes up for grabs. That, that's really cool. I like that. And June, what a great month to, to be doing that in. I, I would recommend anyone that is braced or just diagnosed with scoliosis, great resource for anything like that. A couple of other, other questions for you, Megan. Um, is there anyone that this program wouldn't be appropriate for? That's one of the questions that we talked about originally, but it sounds like it's, it can be used for anyone say it's definitely more geared towards kids and teens but in terms of kids and teens anyone and everyone please the more the merrier we do have some parents of bracers who have also volunteered to talk to other parents if they're interested as well and normally especially with the younger kids when they do their video call with me I'll get a feel for the parents too so if they want to get set up with someone I'll offer that there we don't have much of an adult program running now, not to say that that's never going to happen, but for the most part, kids and teens are where we're, we're really looking at. 
Yeah, and that's and that's what you do in your in your job as an orthotist, right? You you're not bracing adults, you're bracing kids. So when I've seen, I think adults could definitely benefit from from support, but I think it's a little more crucial in the kids right now. Do you do any bracing for adults? I do, not as often as we do for the younger kids, but I've actually had about I would say six or so adult patients in the past couple of years that we've actually done some Rego Chanel braces on and they've done really well. Now in terms of picking who is going to be the best suited for a more rigid brace like that, that we would traditionally do more for the kids, it's a little bit harder to pick out the perfect adult for that. A lot of times with adults, I try and get, get away with as little brace as I possibly can. But a lot of times when I get a patient in who is really collapsing into their scoliosis and is just kind of crushing any of the softer braces that we try and isn't getting enough support or pain relief, then we'll go ahead with a more rigid brace. And we've had really good success with it. Hmm. Typically, if they're doing straw therapy and if they're having a really good response from straw therapy, then they'll respond really well with Rego Chanel bracing. Yeah, that's interesting. And in, in the courses for Schroth and that we... I mean, we talk about adult bracing, but it's not really something that is gone into, you know, in depth and stuff like that. So it's good to know that a Rego brace could be beneficial for an adult. How long have you been doing Rego Chanel braces? So I actually, during my residency, got trained under Grant Wood out in California. Oh, wow. So that was in 2017, I believe, 2018. Mm-hmm. For about three years now. Wow, that's... That's good. What um, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but do you feel like they're more effective than regular braces or only if someone's doing Schroth therapy at the same time? I will say that studying under Grant completely transformed how I think about scoliosis <laughs> and approach scoliosis because right. those are unique. And just because one patient has a similar curve to another patient in terms of degrees, their clinical presentation could be completely different. So then we need to treat them differently with bracing. And so I think having that really custom approach to scoliosis bracing and kind of moving away from the cookie cutter approach is very important in terms of stabilizing scoliosis and keeping it there long-term. Grant's pretty intense with his bracing, isn't he? He's, yeah, he has high standards, but for the because I will say, you could have someone who makes a phenomenal traditional, like say Boston style brace. Mm-hmm. You have someone who does not have as much experience and makes a not great Rego Chanel brace, then the Boston style brace will be far superior. So it really depends on the expertise of the person fitting and designing the brace that really is important in terms of how effective a brace is going to be. Well, cool. It it sounds like you have a lot of experience in, in, uh, you know, different forms of bracing and that. I I think that's great. I wish we could clone you and bring it to Utah. So, uh, (laughs) but I guess that's not possible yet. So not yet. yet. So do you have any specific suggestions for kids or adults that have been diagnosed with scoliosis that we haven't talked about? Any, any suggestions that you have at that point in the journey? I would say for adults, I'll start there, especially if they're having pain or any sort of trouble doing just like normal everyday activities because of their scoliosis. My first recommendation always is to go find a straw therapist or get connected with a straw therapist. 
because I think what y'all do, Dave, is absolutely phenomenal with this population and is, is very, very helpful in determining what the next step should be in their treatment too. So that's my recommendation for adults. For kids, I would say getting connected with someone who is going through the same experience is, is crucial in terms of, of how you're gonna feel about the whole experience. And Google can be a little bit of a scary place. It can be phenomenal and give you a ton of great information, but it can also lead you down a bunch of different rabbit holes. So I would say just do a healthy amount of research, go to some good websites that have educational information and do your research there, and then just be at peace with that decision. I see parents of, of these kids struggle a lot with what decisions to make in terms of their their kids' treatment. So I would say the same advice for them. Just do your research on good educational websites and then be at peace with your decision and give it your all. Yeah, I, I think that's great. I see a lot of parents that kind of beat themselves up. They didn't catch it sooner or they didn't do something different. But yeah, be, be at peace with where you are and what you've done and, and do what you can going forward, right? Yeah. So that's great. Uh, any, any, I, well, any information to help people get in contact with you if they have any questions, you know, maybe clinicians that are wondering how they can, you know, support these kids better or patients who are looking for more information. Yeah, so my email address is bracingforscoliosus at gmail.com. So essentially the same as the website, which is bracingforscoliosus.org. And you can reach me there. I typically am pretty good at responding in a couple of days, uh, if not the same day. So you can reach me there. And then we have a Facebook page and an Instagram as well. So I run essentially all of those. So you can find me in any of those direct messages or emails, wherever you want to reach me, you can find me. You're kind of busy, it sounds like. <laughs> just a little, just a little. I'm oh. getting better at setting boundaries. <laughs> but it's all for a good cause, right? Absolutely. Cause. It's interesting. Since I've been doing this podcast, I've found that, I mean, people are really passionate about it. When you really catch the bug of being passionate with scoliosis, it it's kind of consuming. That's how we get good things like the website that you have and, and the support groups. So, so uh, anything else that you want to share with anyone listening before we sign off here? I think we've covered it. Okay. We've covered it. Yeah, just healthcare providers. I think you have a really important role in this whole process for, for these kids and teens. And I think you, you can make a big difference in their lives and how they feel about everything. So I'll well, leave it at that. Awesome. One quick question that I just had. Uh, is there a way to get like pamphlets about what you do in our offices so that we can give them something as a resource like that? Absolutely. So there are some print at home or print at the office flyers online where you can just download the PDF and then print it either in black and white or color there. Or we just ordered some new like actual trifold pamphlets. So if you want some of those, you can just email me with your address and I can ship you some of those. Awesome. I think that'd be great with, you know, new patients that we have just include that in our paperwork. You know, hey, check this Absolutely. out. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, Megan. Thank you for being on this episode with us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun.